0: What a difference a year makes. It's been almost exactly 365 days since we started on this adventure. That's a lot of podcasts, 52 to be exact. I really wasn't sure it would last. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. We all know that Kev is a goof that talks funny, but were you aware of his BO problem? It's enough to gag a maggot.
1: Brand
2: new angle. Seaside with Review. Stinky.
0: Seaside Park Review. Uh, hey, so Kev, how you doing there, buddy?
3: Hey, I'm doing just wonderful, Randy, and I'm excited to talk about Queen. How about you?
0: <laughs> wow, that sounds pretty put on, but I like your <laughs> enthusiasm. You know, it's uh, it's just getting me all revved up over here. Yeah, no, everything's going all right, you know? Anything exciting in your life? i t- you always bowl before we do these, mm-hmm. like the fucking winner that you are. <laughs> How'd that go?
3: Yeah, first game was good. Second game was pretty good, and the third game was absolute fucking trousers, dreadful. Um, <laughs> would rather just forget about that last game. But yeah, no, it's been it's, everything's good here. My, I was the Tom Petty birthday bash in down in Gainesville this past weekend. And of course, you know I'm connected into that scene, so that was good fun watching everyone post all their photos and videos. And then um, on Tom's birthday on the 20th, my Red Vinyl um, Mojo album reissue has been shipped. So that will mm. be with me with me in the next, I don't know, probably week. So I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Nice. Nice. What have you
3: been, what have you been working on, Mr. Woods? Oh, your just eclectic career? All kinds
0: of things. You know, I did, uh, I recorded a couple songs for some uh, folks I work with. But, you know, I will tell you this. Here's something. I worked a little bit of football here last Saturday. And, mm. uh, You know how I like to complain? I do. Yes, yes, yes. You're supposed to say I do, of course. Well, so anybody, anybody out there who, who likes football and I mean, you know, this is university Canadian football. I understand it's not the NFL, but if anybody can give me a real good solid reason why I should enjoy the sport, I'd really like to know because it's (laughs) fucking so fucking lame. and, And it just seems for some reason, it just seems really extra pointless. Do you know what I mean? more so than a lot of other sports. So, you know, and at the end of it all, it was a really nice tight game at the end of it all, you know, one guy just cooked, kicked the fucking ball through the uprights and that was it. They won by like two fucking points. They, they they could have just all showed up there, kicked the ball through the uprights a couple times and uh, (laughs) yeah, you're good. All right. And then everybody could have went home. You know, I mean, I would assume and hope that I would still get paid and whatnot because I'm fucking there. Uh, but anyhow, yeah. What a piece of shit sport. Anyhow. I
1: hate football!
3: Oh my god, you make football. me
0: laugh.
3: Football. We should football. say uh, we should say for our European list. We're talking about American football here or actually Canadian football cuz it's slightly different.
0: But but yeah, yeah, the 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 old pigskin, the the, the well, oblong thing. Well, gonna, I got
3: to tell you though, Randy too, like the <sighs> There is a difference between Canadian football and American football, and I just prefer American. The format. There's 12 men on the field in Canadian versus 11 men in in American. It gets a bit more crowded. There's a lot more kicking in Canadian. It's
0: just, I don't know. Oh, it's just such a stupid sport all around. I don't care. American, (laughs) Canadian. Well, there's an extra down, right, in the Canadian football or something like that. One one fewer. Or a fewer, okay. Yeah, but honest to Christ, who fucking cares? Really. Really. A, like, lot people, Randy, a lot of people around me. A lot of people care. Know, a lot. I know, and I'll tell you I'll tell you lovely listeners out out here, and it was really still pretty, pretty nice day. It was, I don't know, in the zero degrees Celsius range. There was all kinds of people out there fucking watching these idiots bang this fucking thing around. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you people? You know, we're, first of all, we're broadcasting it. You could have just watch at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why do you just stay home in the comfort of your own fucking and watch these these young idiots bash this fucking thing? You know, and everybody's oh, everybody cares so much, and they've got trainers and buses and ugh. couldn't be <laughs> ours. <laughs> football talk with Randy Woods. <laughs> <laughs> lacrosse, talk featuring Kevin Brown and Randy Woods. I'll tell you this: I'd work, I'd work a thousand lacrosse games instead of fucking football. It's I don't know. It's just fucking weeks off, or hockey any other sport any uh, it's really just
3: football does your head in i I,
0: i've i've we've i've worked wrestling i've worked fucking rollerblading i've worked any number of sports you can possibly conceive uh football is the worst
3: well there you go folks categorically we've established (laughs) that football sucks yeah and you just have to deal with that because the cardinals proclaimed it from the pulpit and so that i think that puts it into canon right i think that means it's canonical now
0: I think so. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it's pretty much the way it goes.
3: So what happens if one of the, uh, the congregants of the, uh, church will go fuck yourself starts, I mean, God forbid starts playing, but starts going to watch football. Is there any oh. sort of, any sort of penitent penitence that they have to do or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to give that some pretty serious thought. Because that's unless you're being paid to be there, <laughs> unless you're being paid to be there you shouldn't be there.
1: <laughs>
0: and if you are, you can confess to me online and I will, <laughs> I will <laughs> be so many times through the rosaries. So. I don't know, you know, whatever. Oh lord. All right, well, that's enough that's enough for that
3: nonsense. Should we um should we start talking about of uh about our podcast and, you know, the reason we are here instead of oh. just blathering on?
0: Oh, right. There's that too. I forgot about that.
3: Okay. So last week, we talked about do you remember the name of the song? No. Princes of the universe. <laughs> from, oh that's it I kind of magic now, yeah. um, we both upvoted it um, it did. wasn't it wasn't I remember I remember it wasn't um like a super super upvote from you. and to be honest, it's sort of a higher of the second third sort of tier for me um a queen song. but we threw it out to our listeners um, do you remember I don't know why I always ask you this do you remember how you voted?
0: Uh, you, oh, you mean like in terms of the percentage? What was your guess? Yeah. No, I don't. Probably 65, 35 or 70, 30, something like that.
3: You did guess 70, 30. Right. See, I, I guessed you. 65, 35. Oh. So what does that mean this week, Mr. Woods?
0: Oh, well, right now all I can see is the, oh, that is Twitter. Champion at 83.2 and biting the dust at 16.8. So I guess kind of by default, I've got this one, but it's a hollow victory. (laughs) Why is it hollow? Well, because I'd like to be closer, you know, like you, whenever you do Ah, it, you're just just so close. And then I have to look at your smug, gloating face. (laughs) Well, gloat away, sir, gloat away. (laughs) I'm doing my best, but like I said, it's hollow.
2: We're up to our ears in gloaters here.
0: I wanted the victory so bad, and here I am, I've got it, and I'm like, oh... You know? Well, then, there is no pleasing you. <laughs>
3: What's that from? <laughs> uh, oh, is it member? I think it's Austin Powers, isn't it? Oh, is something like that, true. yeah. Oh, well, there is no pleasing you. I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible Dutch accent. Oh, uh, no, yeah. well, then there is no pleasing you. It's not right. Yeah, so the, so the results came in and not. Like I said, about we had a chat about this and I said I wasn't too sure on this one. Where it was yep. land, because I didn't know exactly what the sort of the general feel for this one, but it came back, you know. I mean, I'd say eighty-three to sixteen or eighty-four to or eighty-three to seventeen. There's a that's a pretty strong vote. Um on Seems Facebook, pretty loved. Facebook, we had uh 26 votes. It was 26 to 0. Wow. So that bumped the overall up to the overall between Twitter and Facebook is uh, 84.5% to 15.5 hmm. percent. So I think we got to I think we're gonna say it's a Pretty conclusively a champion, this
0: one. According to our listeners, um, indeed, yes. And Lyndon Davidson said, "Didn't you cunts say there's no earworm in this song? Why can't it get it out of my bloody head?" Then, well, that's right, lynn Davidson. We did us couple of cunts over here did say that <laughs> there was no earworm in that song. But you know, like being the bastards that we are, we, uh, I, but we just didn't hear it, and you know. And could be right.
3: Not so we're appalled by that kind of language, Lynn. Lynn. We expect that from <laughs> the boys over at Lap of the Pods. We don't expect it from you, but we'll let it slide this one time. <laughs> um, Blackpie says, champion, one of those outliers of greatness amongst the 80s mediocrity. Not seen the video for a while, so inevitably, was the mic stand mightier than the sword? Of course the mic stand was mightier than the sword. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's Freddie Mercury, man. Exactly.
0: Uh, Steve at Queen Rock says, Princes of the Universe belongs in the same camp as another Mercury hard rocker, Ogre Battle. It's frenetic, fantastical, and doesn't let up for a moment. It's a curious delight amongst all the sappy 80s material that Freddie was indulging in in at the time, and might have made a great concert opener. Yeah, I think uh, Steve likes it. What I think that that comes up in a
3: couple of other places, either maybe on Twitter or even on Facebook, people talking about it would have been a good console now, right? The problem is you've also got One Vision, which mm-hmm. out of the two, you've got that slow building One Vision, but here we are. That would, it would you know, then the lights come on in the big flash. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You could also do it as your encore opener too, right? You could do it as an encore. would have been kind of cool, but
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Midwife Nikki says, champion, obviously. I have no anecdotes about this song or video. No, mot- no emotive story to tell either but I didn't want you to think I wasn't bothering so I'm commenting anyway. Great show lads. Thanks so much Nicky.
0: Uh, Lisa Malloy, I really can't be arsed with this <laughs> album but I scraped the song into a champion mode. Rarely listen to the album despite it having two songs I love on it. One Vision and Gimme the Prize the latter being an absolute stonker that I perform airbag pipes to every time it's played. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. A stonker that sounds really close to a stinker but uh, apparently it's a stonker.
3: See, this is a, this is a Randy's learning all kinds of new slang here. Stonking good song. I mean, it's just fucking good, man. It's a good it's a stonker.
0: That's a stonker, hey. That means really, really good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, airbag, yeah pipes, airbag pipes. Airbag pipes.
3: Basically, just it's like the, the yeah. farting thing on your armpit that you do at school, right? I mean, yeah,
0: it's it makes like you're squeezing a chicken or something. <laughs>
3: We should put as a public service announcement, please don't squeeze chickens, folks.
0: Yeah, there you go.
3: (laughs) Um, like Photography at Rudy Rutherford says, I've always liked this song. Although not as good as them, this harks back to the dynamic queen tunes of the 70s that made me fall in love with them. This and Machines are the best, in brackets, and only of the 80s epic songs. Innuendo, of course, being the 90s epic. Yeah, I'd have to sit and think about that. Depends how we're sort of defining epic, but I could possibly go with that, maybe, yeah. You could maybe abide, hey? You could abide.
0: Ian Winnick says, On the rare occasion I reach for a kind of magic, it usually ends up drowning in the schmaltzy mercury deacon quicksand that closes side one. So I'm always pleasantly surprised whenever I make it to the end, and the glorious Daft Pomp that is Princess of U- the universe. Champion. Yeah, there we go. Ian Ian likes it. Uh J Fod says it's a champion. Just for B- Brian's playing, though. It's too excessive. Tried to accomplish too much. A little restraint probably could have helped this, uh, helped with this one. There you go. Thanks, J Nah. Boo.
3: Boo. I like Ooh, the excess. Yes. I do like a bit of excess. And you know, we would do, we would do a bit of excess with Queen by this point. I think we'd suffered without any excess at all up to this point in the 80s, so I'm all for it. Mm. Um, queen Rocks Australia says, Electrifying, the champion of champions, my favorite queen track of all time ever. Full stop, the end. In brackets, PS, this was released as a single in Australia and scraped into the top 40. The seven-inch picture sleeve is now quite collectible. PPS, love the video clip too. I mean, favorite song ever. That's a pretty strong freaking endorsement. I've never met anyone else yeah. who would say that, but I'm totally...
0: okay with that. Good. Well, as long as, as long as Queen Rocks has your approval, Kev, I think they can probably continue on. (laughs) I'm such an asshole. Anyhow, Alex Small says, "Uh, do you know when politicians can't read the room? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Come on, fans love this. This is an 80s Queen classic. Should have been released as a single in the UK as it had the video to match. It's one of my go-to pick-me-ups and sing the fuck out of it Queen songs. So there you go, Kevin. You've taken some heat there. Alex is not happy with you one little bit. I'm well, not I... sure why he singled you out.
3: But... Well, just because I said on the episode that I wasn't too sure where this landed for Queen fans. And that's why I sort of guessed that 65-35, which was quite low, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. You know, I'm sorry, Alex. I just, I don't know everything. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Despite what this prick over here sometimes says. Um, Doug Curran at Doug Seabus says, Off with your heads. This track is dustier than Heather's 16th century remains.
2: Outside. Defense, number 57.
3: Penalty. Um, it starts well enough, suits the film opening, and has a fun video, but it goes way off the rails from the first chorus onward. I want to endorse a heavy 80s Queen song, but I find this one unlistenable. Wow. So there you go. We're, we're getting the other side of the we're the other side of the coin there. there you go. Um, Rob Mars says, A Kind of Magic gets shat on a lot, but it does contain four perfect Queen songs and at least one travesty. Princes of the Universe is the last of the quartet and a fine way to close the album. Champion and I'm curious to hear what he thinks this what the travesty is. Cause there's a couple on there that I think might be up for
0: might be in the run in there. Yeah. Uh Alice's dad, buried John Williams. I was ready to dust this, having already made up my mind. It's on an album I have fallen out of love with. And then I listened to the song again for the first time in years, and i realized I love it. Without any hesitation. Champion. Now I'm off to listen to the whole album. Ah, cool. Paul Walby Off. A champion. Coincidentally, I sing Princes of the Universe to myself whilst making a <laughs> coffee just before checking out what song you would you'd be reviewing this week. <laughs> wow. A good energetic song, uh, which you would think was a Brian composition, fits well as the opening song in Highlander and the wrestling scene. Yeah.
3: And it's kind of cool. Eh? Like, you know, Barry John Williams, we've had this a couple times now on the podcast where people said that they've kind of forgotten about a song or they... You know, listen to it again with, with some of the commentary has sort of changed their mind in it. So, you know, we're, we're, doing the, we're doing the Lord's work, or we're doing it, well, Brian and Roger's work, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Hatton, it's the intro song for Highlander, so obviously it's a champion. You guys sure have managed to navigate the kind of magic minefield pretty well, but in all honesty, I can't wait for you to cover Pain is So Close to Pleasure. I'm really looking forward to covering that one too, Rob. Um, Probably for the same reasons you want us to do it. And then he's got the uh, screenshot there of the um, opening credits or the opening sort of blurb from Highlander.
0: Ah, yeah. Kyle Anderson, this is a great song. Glad (laughs) nobody 39ed or profit songed this one. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And P at P underscore 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 70 says, Champion, it's mad as a box of frogs. And that guitar panning still gives me a little thrill. And coming after Don't Choose Your Shed, it's all, it's a most welcome closer. <laughs> Don't Choose Your Shed. Did I say lose? Well,
3: the song is Don't Lose Your Head. So oh, I love that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> So Chrissy, who's on a catch-up, she, we got a couple of other comments, um, said, um, absolute champion. I mean, does it not make you want to dominate the world? It is over the top, heavy, and with a fair dose of cheese. I swear Queen are the only band that successfully pulled that sort of thing off. They do get away with it a lot more than other bands, don't they? They do seem to, because mm-hmm. I mean, they, I think it's mainly because the musicality is there as well. Yeah. Because they're not just a bunch of chumps. They're really fucking good musicians, so. Yeah. Um, and Stephen Ursel says, excellent song. Lots of fun. Clear champion. If Freddie screaming out, bring on the girls over a scorching Brian solo doesn't bring a surge of joy to you, that can only extend
0: my sincere sympathy. Paul Bradbury says, a better moment from Apache album, champion, just. And Darren Halliwell says, champion, the song is heavy for an 80s Queen song, like the video that went with it.
3: Okay, got Jim C here, Curtis Sparkles, who... There's a man who doesn't mince his words, Randy. You know, mm-hmm. he, he tends to tell us exactly what he thinks. And he says, shit album. Half an idea of a track. Decent guitarist in the middle patched together from stuff that sounded like they're 1970 stuff. Overall, a bunch of bollocks. So, Jim's not a fan. I don't think Jim likes it at all, actually. I think, though, I think, I think Jim just, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't hate all Germans just because of Adolf Hitler. And...
2: You couldn't speak German because it's a horrible sound. It sounds like typewriters eating tinfoil being kicked down a stairs. And <laughs> somebody is talking to you in German. They're saying, And you think, what is happening to you from behind? How can we make it stop? Please go away.
3: Don't hate the entirety of of Magic just because of one or two songs. And don't, you
2: know, you gotta, you, there's
3: gems on there, Jim.
0: You've got to give us another listen, man. And, you know, you don't have to be so subtle. You can really just lay it on straight with us, Jim.
3: True, yeah, true. (laughs) Les C.I., Leslie Leslie says, champion, although I do have a Pavlovian response of reaching for my phone. I did it twice during the episode. The reason? It's my ringtone. Yes, my phone makes a noise when someone calls me. I can hear Sean Connery in my head saying, from the dawn of time, before it starts. (laughs) From
2: the dawn of time we came, moving silently down through the centuries, living many secret lives, Struggling to reach
3: the time of the gathering, when the few who remain will battle to the last.
0: Nice. Pank, if I were a professional darts player, and one day I would like to be, (laughs) it would be my walk on music. Triumphant. Our boys doing what they do at their very best. I think Pank likes it. And Dieter says it's a champion, and the song they should have opened their 86 tour with. Yeah, so yeah, kind of brought that up.
3: Uh, Tom Borgia says, "Champion, it's a very good song. Not great. It's a welcome surprise from Freddie, especially after his solo stuff. Love the real drums and the frenetic guitar run. Vocals are strong, but this maybe a track. Dicky was in Bali. Is there any bass on this? And like I said in, the, in our comments, we commented on that. That I think the mix on that song is is a bit off because you you really just don't hear Dicky, and it would have been good to be able to hear that sort of that bass line a little bit more prominently. So,
0: yeah. Prime Jive Funster Champion. Freddie's vocal prowess alone solidifies that." It's one of the few tunes from the 80s that harken back to the early Queen sound. Of course, it's not as strong as those songs, but it's very nice to hear real drums and lots of Queen harmonies. Yes, indeed. Uh, David A. Wilson says it's an absolute mess, this song. Chaotic, (laughs) ridiculous, bombastic. It's all over the place sonically, and I bloody love it. Champion of the universe. Side note. I've always thought Princess Tuna Chunks missed <laughs> missed a trick not using this one on one of their adverts. Oh. So I'm not uh, I'm not sure if Princess Tuna Chunks lives here in uh, North America, but uh,
3: there you go. I, I think it's a British thing, and, and I totally agree. You know, <laughs> and Queen weren't above licensing their music to sell to sell tuna. That would have been yeah. I think would have been perfectly fine with the boys at that point. Um, Dominic Pierce says, The summer of 86, for my 11th birthday, I received The Walkman and A Kind of Magic on tape. Best birthday ever. Although this is the last song on the album, I always think it's followed by One Vision, as I used to listen to the album on repeat, Champion of the Universe. Um, Joe Marie, Minnesota, Minnesota Joe says, One of the few, oh man, one of the few Queen tracks that I skip. Mm. You don't even need to skip it. You just lift the needle because it's the last song on side two. So you just lift the needle there. You don't need to skip it.
0: There you go. Yeah. Aaron Muller says, a Freddy rocker full of bombast and bravado, thumping drums, wailing guitar, and vocal harmonies aplenty. It's just what we pay our queen subs for. Clear champ for me. And uh, Arnie Rocks, uh, maybe first time uh, commenter. I'm yeah, not sure. maybe. I remember thinking, uh, my queen is back when I heard this song for the first time after all the disco and pop songs in the 80s. Yeah, it, it, there's so
3: many times where, you know, the fans, as I, when we were listening to that shit in the 80s, it was like, okay, well, Are we going to get back to guitars at some point? Are we like, Mm -hmm. no, it's okay. We're doing this, but it'd be kind of nice. So this one definitely was like a shot in the arm. Um, Sophie71, another possibly first-time commenter, Randy, says, I never thought this would be so controversial. I simply love it, and I don't need any justification. A clear champion for me. You don't need any justification, Sophie, and welcome. Um, Stephen Jones says, a champion. The first time I heard, saw it, was the video premiere on MTV, or sorry, on the MTV You know, because you play your guitar on the MTV, right? Mm -hmm, Uh, Big vocal chorus, heavy guitar, Queen rock in the 80s. People forget Freddie could write guitar-driven songs. Liar, Ogre Battle, let me entertain you. When he did, Queen would deliver.
0: Nova Jack, a champion, always liked the Highlander TV series, which had this as the theme song, and it was filmed in... Canada! Yes, I did not know that, but uh, it makes sense you could film a place, a thing called Highlander in a place like this. And not in Saskatchewan, though, Randy. Not, have to call it, you have to call it Flatlander. They have to call it Flatlander, which <laughs> we do call ourselves here already. So, uh, Blair98, uh, I don't know how we're supposed to say that, but I'm going to call it Blair 98 Freddie didn't do heavy rock often, especially post-70s, but when he did it, it was pretty awesome. Let Me Entertain You was probably the last one before this. This one rocks. Hey, thanks, Blair.
3: Well, let's flip over to uh, the Book of Faces, Randy.
0: Mm. There's no friend like a Facebook friend <laughs>
3: That's no friend of mine
0: <laughs> Michael
3: Chase Smith says Champion, I've always loved Princess of the Universe and love how it opens the movie P.S. Did my ears deceive me or did I hear a sneaky lacrosse talk thing? Your ears did not deceive you, Michael It is now a thing It will be featured in many episodes, I'm quite sure
0: <laughs> Lacrosse talk. <laughs> James Lawrence, not a song I listen to often, but I do like it. Not top or even second tier, though. Hmm. So you know,
3: it's, I think probably around about the same as me, a champion, but not like a you know. Yeah. And then having said that, I mean it's, it's usually on my playlists. It usually makes all my playlist. It's a good bit of fun. So eh, yeah. I'm talking myself around here. Uh, Matt Williams says, "Champion." Freddie's return to prog pop metal after some years away from it. Absolute 80s classic. And Michelle stagman Curlander says, Champion, when I was first becoming a Queen fan a few years ago, I accidentally scrolled into this video and fell in love with the music and the sound. Freddie's persona and voice, also exciting and raw, as well as the features of the video, including the building falling around Brian as he precariously played his guitar. Chris Lambert and the sword fight, Freddie scowling as he looked into Chris Lambert's eyes and told him he was ruler of his world, etc. You guys might want to watch the version of the video where Brian and Roger do a commentary, I've attached it, and Brian notes that this is one of Freddie's forays into heaviness that he loves and that the riffs were not written by Brian but by Freddie. Both he and Roger love the song, and I agree. So yeah, we'll have to check that out, Randy. Again, we're pretty bad about not watching videos that people send us, and and please do keep sending them, because we do end up getting to them eventually, it's just not always within the week, so we will watch it, we promise.
0: Ooh, okay. Joe Fuller, bring on the girls. Uh How could anyone not love Mercury? Uh, Flash Gordon? Sure. We will write some songs. Highlander, sure, we'll write some songs. The line is blurred between the fictional characters of both movies and the on stage character of Mercury. Great podcast, men. Thank you forever, champion. Hey, thanks, Joe. Appreciate that.
3: Yeah, thanks a ton, Joe. And again, I don't know how often, I think, I'm, yeah, I, think I recognize Joe's name, but I don't think he's commented a ton. So yeah, thanks, for, thanks so much, Joe. Uh, Russell Watkins says, champion, I love Prince of the Universe. Man, the universe is what I just said. I love Princes of the Universe. What an entertaining few minutes this is. Freddie Belts out, gotta pass the test first time. Brilliant. As Kev says, a few Queen 2 nods, the woo-woo choir. Uh, I've Inside Me Blood of Kings would work on Seven Seas of Rye. I also enjoy the variety in Brian's playing. Varied music without outstaying its welcome. And again, it is all the more surprising that it's not a Brian May song. You know, it's that it's a Freddie song and, you know, as Fred Brian said, Freddie wrote the riffs. Yep. Um, Nick Croft said, champion one of my favorite 80s tracks. What a cracking, hard ripping track. One of the few 80s tracks I can play on repeat. Video is awesome too, with Freddie and Christopher Lambert having a sword fight on stage. Amazing integration of band footage with film footage. That's great, very cinematic.
0: Yeah, I remember that back in the days, if you wrote a soundtrack or you had a song in the movie, then very often the star of the movie would come and yeah. do your video for you, right? So that yeah. golden era. Kath Coughlin says, champion, my second all-time favorite Queen song. Can't listen to this without doing the Freddy moves <laughs> off the video. Yeah, very nice. Uh, do you have a little do you have a little half mic stand there, Kath, that you wave around to? <laughs> I sure hope so. Serena Shemeca says, Yes, this is a belter. Champion off of kind of a magic album, one of the many perfect performances from Freddie. I love it. Well, that's the social media, Randy. Oh, uh, That's it. Yeah. And as always, folks, thank
3: you so much. For talking to us, for giving us your thoughts, giving us a laugh, usually, because I have a really good laugh, usually um, scrolling through and reading, and I'm obviously a little bit more active on our socials than Randy is, so I get to chat with you guys and sort of, you know, come back and sort of have a little bit of banter back and forth, which is always a lot of fun, so keep that coming.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hey, I do get on there once in a while and uh, throw in my little two cents, yeah. you know, just don't have as much time on my hands as...
3: <laughs> Kevin! Well, I work at a computer all day, right? Where if you're working quite often, you're out pissing around and standing in fields and watching people throw footballs around to your in dismay. And, oh,
0: <laughs> sweet baby Jesus.
3: Well, before we get to the business of the evening, Randy, there's something that we forgot to do a couple of episodes ago. No. So last week was uh, season six, episode one, so episode 51. What we forgot to do in uh, season five, episode 10, is decide which episode this season we are going to do the B-side pod review. So for those who may be listening anew, um the wheel that we have with all the queen songs loaded onto it from which we pick a random song every night um or every week I should say, uh, is loaded with all the studio album tracks. So what we did was we threw a second wheel up and I think it was someone someone had commented had suggested this that we go through and sometimes do a a B-side or an unreleased single or or whatever it might be. Um so we threw on all those songs onto a second wheel and we sort of do we tend to try to do one per season. And so what I usually do is I ask Randy for a number between 1 and 10, or I'll just spin up a random number generator. So I think what I'm going to do, Randy... Mm, do tell. ...is I've got this random number generator here, and it's got from 2 to 10 that we can choose from, and it'll tell us which episode this season we're going to be doing the B-side. So how many times do you want me to spin it? That's what I'll ask you. Seven times. Seven. Okay, so we'll go one, two, three, four, five. So it's riveting, podcast and stuff, Okay, eh? six, seven. So next week we are doing the B-side pod review, episode three of season six. <laughs> and yeah. coincidentally, that'll be that's right around our one-year anniversary. Or is it? Or is it week? out? the week. No, it is next week. Yeah, next week will be basically the the one-year anniversary of the B-side pod review. So we'll be doing a B-side. So let's keep our fingers crossed that it's a fucking good one
0: yeah fucking hell so one year we've been doing this no next week yeah you're full of shit
3: well we released the trailer um over a year ago now 17th of october our first episode proper was the 3rd of november last year fuck my (laughs) hat that was a phrase that someone had commented on and really liked
0: (laughs) yeah that's good
3: all right randy so we've got this wheelie with all these songs on is there anything my friend that you would like to listen to
0: Okay, hey, I'm not going to look at this list, and I'm just going to see if I can think of a Queen song. Okay. Uh, I can't, so I'm looking at the list. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even try. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, hey, you know what, Kev? I know what I'd like to hear. Oh, what's that? Hammer to fall. Hammer to fall. Oh, oh. A I, I'm going back again, because
3: I think I manifested last week a song from Sheer Attack. I'm going to stick with it which I know is cheating, because if I get, if I pick the same one twice in a row, my odds increase slightly of getting it. But I'm, I'm going to stick with it for one more week. I want to hear a "Flick of the Wrist from Sheer Heart Attack. Nice. Um, both rock songs, so almost certainly we're going to get something from Hot Space, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Possibly, you know, fucking Cool Cat or something. So let's see what the wheel gives us. <laughs> it's usually very, very unhelpful and very disagreeable. So... <laughs> We'll have to see... Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, you son of a bitch! I was so close to getting my second... Calling my shot the second time. It just went past a uh, flick of the wrist.
1: <laughs>
3: but um, we have had uh, two champion songs in a row now, two unanimous champion
0: songs in a row. What are we listening to tonight, Mr. Woods? We're going to listen to The Miracle from, oddly enough, The Miracle. Okay, so this was
3: a single, Randy. I'm curious as to just off the top of your head, because this is what I like to ask you: if, if it's a song that I'm not sure, do you think you know this song?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I'm not sure. You don't think so? Yeah. I don't think so.
3: I would have been surprised. Um, it, yeah, it was just, I think it was the. I think it might have been the. Was it the lead single? No. What was the fifth single? Okay. Um, it was the fifth single, and it is a Freddie Mercury, and John Deacon co-write.
0: What? Those two. Yes
3: indeed. Th- those two holes. Um, yeah, there's I think there's three. Three Mercury Deacon songs on this album. So this is the first one of those that we've covered. Um, if I go back and look at the miracle, the songs that we've done so far are party, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want it all, and breakthrough. You have championed all three of them. I was not a fan of the party. Mm-hmm. Um but so yeah. it's an album that, you know, we're going back to the fourth song now. We've been we've got some decent stuff off there so far, so we'll Let's see how this one does.
0: It was, like I said, it was a single, so, you know. what what if it was a, a single here in North America. Good question. Let me look. Because if it was on the radio, odds are I would have heard it. I was a pretty heavy radio listener in my younger days. Well,
3: I just looked on the, the, the Wikipedia page, and it didn't show, didn't show a release in North America. So I'm just going to quickly look here. The miracle looks like it was released in Canada. Oh, maybe not. Ah, might have, just, might have been Europe only. It looks like this one might be Europe
0: only, Randy. Well,
1: hmm.
0: there, All there right. we go. That's why you, uh, why you might not get it. Should we uh, mine the depths of Facebook and see if we can do some research Should we eke out some facts? <laughs> let's, let's do, let's do some fact eking <laughs> from reputable sources. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here we are
0: Hey look
2: It's the ocean It can hold up a ship But it can also slip through your fingers A humbling force That reminds even the strongest of their fragility It's also where tuna is for Baked potatoes, sandwiches, stuff like that
0: Natural Prince's Tuna, fish for greatness. All right there, uh, Mr. Brown. So uh, we have The Miracle recorded at Olympic in London and Townhouse and also uh, Mountain Studios in Montreux. And this baby is, uh, the album version is five minutes, two seconds long. And from what I have read here, Mr. Brown, it's primarily sort of written by Freddie and John Deacon, but apparently... uh, all four contributed very, very muchly heavily to the lyric writing, which uh, Freddie had gone on to say that that's the most sort of collab they've done as a band and in, in just in terms of writing the actual lyrics. So uh, that's kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, and so Freddie and Brian sort of regard it as one of their favorites. And I guess Roger said in a, there's an audio commentary for The Greatest Video Hits too that, you know, although it's not a favorite of his, he respected its sort of complexity as a as a piece of music so and again once we get into that you'll you'll sort of probably hear what he's talking about a little bit there so mm-hmm. um, and there was um a new sort of take of this release with the the miracle collectors edition so once we've gone through the song and you know done our usual stuff we'll probably take a little bit of a listen to some of that just to see if and how it differentiates cuz I've only listened to all those sort of bonus tracks I think once possibly twice and I just don't remember the differences between the the original take and the and the studio version. So okay, what we're gonna do too, Randy, is because you've not heard this song and, and for people who again who were just sort of joining us for the first time, if it's a song that Randy hasn't heard before, we listen through and we we stop the song and we comment on it and we talk about what we're hearing, um, and just general chit chat. And then after that, we'll listen to again all the way through so that Randy can hear the song as a whole. At that point, Randy, what I'll just I'll throw up the the video version. So because I think the video version will be a little bit distracting for this one. So we'll just go with the official lyric video. hmm
2: Every drop of rain that falls In Sahara Desert Says it all It's America All oh, God's creation's great and small The golden gate and the tides For how that's America
0: No messing around on this one, eh? Hey? Straight No messing up. around. I'm assuming he's meaning a miracle of modern engineering when he's bringing up some of those first things we heard i would hope so you know i mean (laughs) because i'm not sure i'm not sure what jesus had to do with building the golden gate bridge yes i think that was a quite
3: quite a lot of mathematics it's right right. (laughs) as you know randy i host a, a monthly pub quiz and one of the rounds in that pub quiz, and it's based for for the people who are in in UK or Europe and, and are able to watch uh, Richard Osman's House of Games. It's Richard Osman's House of Games adapted for a pub quiz format. And one of the rounds is we start playing a piece of music and it fades out before the lyrics come in, before the words come in. Um, and you have to try and guess how many seconds in the lyrics start or the words start and whoever's closest gets the points. Now, one of the feedback pieces I got from one of the quizzes is can you use a few more modern songs because you know, not everyone knows a lot of these sort of 70s and 80s sort of classic songs and everything. The problem is that no one writes intros anymore. I mean, the intro on any modern song, like I literally sort of, you know, Cardi B or fucking Bieber or Taylor Swift or any of these songs, it's four seconds, three seconds, then they start singing immediately. Don't bore us, get to the chorus. But it it does lose something, I think, right? I mean, because an intro to a song can be interesting. And to me, I, I... want to be brought into the song. I mean sometimes it's great when they get to it but I don't know sometimes it gets a bit much but Queen don't usually do it and this time they
0: are doing. I've been uh, guilty of a few long intros myself. I think
3: uh crooks and Thieves that's well, well over, over a long intro.
0: It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> well over a minute
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> uh.
3: drum machine right got to be
0: yeah i was just listening actually listening to the uh, uh uh tambourine on the left channel and it's just so yeah it's got to be a machine so there yeah just too perfect yeah the
1: wonders of
2: this
3: You know, and um, Emma, my youngest daughter, one of her favorite uh, Billy Joel songs is We Didn't Start the Fire. Right. Which I know is sort of quite maligned in some circles because a lot of people just say, well, it's just a fucking list song. It's just a list of things. Yeah. And, and there's a bit of that with this song at this point, right? Where you just sort of getting this, we're just running through things here. It's just a lot of different ideas seemingly yeah. disconnected. Like you said, are they really miracles? Is that a miracle? Yeah. Really? Jimi Hendrix? I yeah. mean, Jimi Hendrix's mum fucked Jimi Hendrix's dad and Jimi Hendrix was born. I don't know if that's a miracle.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that it is either. Uh, you know, and he was a talented guitar player, but it might have mm-hmm. something to do with his uh, rehearsal skills. <laughs> the, ten
3: to, the ten to the ten to one hundred thousand hours of practice you put in. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? For the first time here, just right, we pause it. It's starting mm-hmm. to maybe sound like a Queen song, although Freddie's singing. So yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, it, and it's that thing of you could do
3: this with you could have Brian. You know, and probably in the seventies, they would have done it. Brian would have done this. Brian would have assembled all those like staccato, you know, um, yeah. violins and things, and he would have done that orchestrally on his guitar, and they wouldn't have used synths, and they wouldn't have used well, this synth. it's not a real orchestra. So, but it just, it, I think the chord structure is quite quite nice, and it does move. You know, it's it's an un, it is an unusual chord progression. It's it's changing keys here and there, and it's it's not just a straight four chord rock song. I don't love that the aesthetic of it. You know what I mean? Because it's so synthy. Mm-hmm. It sounds so synthy and it sounds so 80s. It's just like, eh, I don't know.
2: It's America.
3: what's that oh man what was that Super movie the, the the greatest American hero remember on um, Seinfeld believe yeah. it or not that bit that coach
0: it's just like oh no it sounds like a theme song <laughs> it really does yeah <laughs> believe it or not George isn't at home <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh I don't know if you should have gone there with it it's, it's bit- very it's very 80s TV theme show yeah. isn't it uh, but you know what I was just going to say that uh, th- those licks are none more queen-y, Yeah, you know, I mean, you can definitely hear it's Brian doing his, his signature. Yeah. You know? Uh, that sounds so, cool. Yeah, I was enjoying that.
3: And a good vocal? Again, we always say that. We may as well just sort of put that out there and say, you know, pretty much every song we're going to say, that's a good vocal. Just generally, we're at 142 here, and we've had a you know an intro... Verse chorus. We know this song's five sixteen. What are you anticipating in this song? Because you, I'm, I'm really you are anticipating. There's got to be some middle section here that's gonna move this song on because you can't really do this for five minutes, or you should, probably shouldn't, right?
0: Well, I'm just sort of anticipating like a, a super death metal section coming up here, which I'm <laughs> assuming would be sort of the normal kind of Queen thing. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, good. Okay. Well, you won't be disappointed. Oh, good.
2: If every leaf on every tree could tell a story that would be America. If every child on every street had clothes to wear and food to eat, that's America.
3: Just gotta say, I I, I don't think I've ever actually listened to what John's playing on this. It's a really fucking cool bass part.
0: Well did you hear his entrance into this B section? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really sweet, yeah. Super cool. And his his bass sounds good too. Like it's it does. Well, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he played the uh Fender Precision which yeah. I am don't know if I've let my feelings be heard on this before this channel before. <laughs> uh but that's the best bass in 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 the world. <laughs>
3: And all, all, I mean, literally all the metalheads are probably pulling the hair out and saying,
0: fuck you, right now, but you know what? It's an all-rounder. How lots of metal has been played on a Fender Precision. Oh, I know, I know. I think Harris, Steve Harris plays this, doesn't he? Does he play Fenders? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. He does. If it's good enough yeah, for Steve no. Harris,
3: folks, it's good enough for you.
0: That's right. No, no, there's tons of great, amazing bases. Yeah. Uh, ding walls being made right here in Saskatoon and they're uh, worldwide famous and amazing amazing instrument uh, it's Defender Man <laughs>
3: Get into a bit more guitar. And one thing I'm I'm noticing now as I'm listening to this, you know the song Ironic by Alanis
0: Morissette? I was just gonna, I was thinking the exact (laughs) same thing. It's like,
3: do
1: you
0: remember Alanis Morissette and she didn't look up the actual definition of ironic before she wrote the song? Literally, the only thing
3: ironic about that song is
0: that none, no
3: part of it is ironic.
2: Remember that song Ironic? Remember that one? Isn't it ironic? No, it's not. Ask me another. She kept naming all these things in the song that were supposed to be ironic, and none of them were. They were all just unfortunate. <laughs> song should have been called Unfortunate. That's ironic. The only ironic thing about that song is that it's called ironic, and it's written by a woman who doesn't know what irony is. That's quite ironic when you think about it.
0: I think Fred could have done with, uh, uh, well, and you know, actually, as all he's of them. Said, they all wrote these lyrics together they all could have had the dictionary open on the table reminding them all what a fucking miracle it is (laughs) (laughs) but hey
3: just a pop song we shouldn't get too precious maybe should we oh I know (laughs) I know
0: I would I would happily have written this uh or at least had the royalties from it
3: Yeah, so those harmonies are, like you said, I mean, it's just none more Queen, right? It's fucking great.
0: Yeah, that sounded very vocoder esque, though. Okay, uh, that last little, a uh, bit, maybe with a little closer look, I could, yeah, uh, discern. But it seems it seems like it might be like a vocoder or something, along with some natural harmonies. Uh, did you get that, or is that just me? Yeah, I know what you mean.
3: I, yeah, because yeah. what, what I was my comment on that was not that exactly. What I was gonna say is. The great big harmonies, but they don't sound like the 70s harmonies because they do sound a lot more processed. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was sort of effects. I didn't know, I didn't know what exactly it was, and I couldn't I couldn't have expressed it the same way you did, Randy. But but I do know what a vocoder is um, mm. because one was used, and I think I posted to Ian Winnick on my personal account, Vic Reeves um, on 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown, doing an absolutely fucking hilarious bit with a vocoder singing. She taught me to yodel, a yodel-odle-he, which is Again, oh, really? just bloody funny.
0: But... Nice. <laughs> I went across to Switzerland where all the yodelers be to try and learn to yodel with my yodel. <laughs> I climbed a big high mountain on a clear and sunny day and met a yodeling girl up in a little Swiss chalet and she taught me to yodel. Yodel! <laughs>
2: She taught me to yodel. Yodel, yodel, yodel.
0: So we're 318 in, Randy. we still got two minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, what are they going to do with these last two minutes? Because I'm really feeling like they've really kind of captured everything at this point. So let's just see what happens. The one, the one thing we're one all one are waiting, waiting for is peace, peace on, earth. on earth and
2: an end to war. It's a miracle we need, the miracle.
3: I'm getting a little bit of a left turn here
0: mmm good sounds like a little synth bass coming our way <laughs>
3: That bit's always reminded me a little bit of Seven Seas of Rye. There's something about the phrasing and the 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 note selection that Brian used there that really reminds me of that, the solo in Seven Seas of Rye. You should listen to them side by side sometime and think, yeah, there's some phrases he's definitely used before
0: there. They don't, uh, do they use the flanger on the drums like that on Seven Seas of Rye? No, no, no. I'm just talking about that. Just literally yeah, the, no, the guitar no, I know, solo. Yeah. I
3: know. No, there's yeah. no flange on the drums on Seven Seas of Rye. It's just fucking yeah. rippingly. Awesomely bombastic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're gonna crossfade now, right? So we're getting that crossfade out from this solo into this into this next the last section. So
0: what a weird uh what a way weird way to switch back to that halftime there hey like it just caught me off guard actually it didn't even really sort of make <laughs> sense really but of course this is the first time i've heard it so yeah but uh, i mean
3: and that's when it comes when that yeah just like I said that double time comes in with that kind of funky little bass like damn play I'm playing that you mm-hmm. send that. You think, oh, okay. Now we're sort of taking off, and then it's, but it's not long enough. It just sort of drops off again. And you know, we'll talk about this once we we're going to listen to this again, folks. And then we'll sort of come back. And what we lose, we'll listen to it again, and then we'll come back. We'll vote on it whether we think it's a champion or whether it bites the dust. And then we'll talk about what we think about the song. So, don't listen to it again, Randy. Yes, please. Okay, so this time, like I said, I'm going to play you the version uh, with the video. So copy that. Here we go a list of things from Queen that are very debatable whether or not they're miracles.
2: Every drop of rain that
3: so there we go. That's, that's the miracle with, with the video. And like I said, I, I, I didn't want to play the, the video version while we were actually listening to the song because I think it would have been distracting because there's a lot going on in that video. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the video because I think it's quite a fun video. But Well, there you go. So, Randall. I will ask you first. But you know what, Kev? I
0: yeah, think mate. that you should just vote first every week because you are the resident expert.
3: Well, that, that that's, that's fucking horseshit
0: is what that is. Yeah, that just seems Not like... Not fair. It just seems like an ethical thing that you would do for your good friend instead of just putting him on the spot to be lambasted by all these lovely, lovely queen fans.
3: Oh, will you tell me when my good friend gets here and I'll buy him in. <laughs> oh,
0: well, I'm joke there, Randy fucking I asshole.
3: got you, buddy. I got you. Such um, an I, asshole. No, I, I don't fuck, know.
0: I you, know what, you, probably, you probably fucking play football. You're probably a <laughs> fucking quarterback.
3: I've played flag football. <laughs> touch football. No, touch football. Yeah, I played touch football in, in Prince
0: Albert. So there you go. Fuck you. Wow. You're practically ready for the fucking NFL. <laughs> the big leagues. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I can go. You, you Whoever. Let's okay, It's, it's oh, my yeah. turn.
3: I'll do it. Okay, well, then, in your opinion, and of course, folks, you know, when we upvote or downvote these things, it's just our opinion. And who gives a fuck about our opinions? We're just two horses in Canada. So, um, but opinions we have nonetheless. So, for you, the miracle is this one of the champions or is it going to bite the dust?
2: And another one gone, and another one gone, another one bite the dust. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, Mr. Brown. What about you? Is this a champ, or does this one bite the dust? Okay, well I've been critical of this
3: song a little bit as we've been discussing it, and there's a few parts of it that I don't like. The miracle was the first tape cassette that I bought with my own money, right. and I definitely had this song on uh, vinyl. So I'm gonna say. I
1: was
0: just mid-criticizing.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's an awful load of all shits, really, right? I mean there's there's a few bits in it that I like, but there's so much more that's just dreadful. Um uh,
0: like like sorry, i like this is your yeah. little synopsis, I realize, but no, no. uh Brian's guitar playing I think is really quite nice. It's yeah. really quite tasty. Uh there's some really, really nice licks. Uh has got some nice runs in it. Uh I, you know, I mean, it's like performance wise. Yeah. It's all really good, but the song is just fuck me. And, and, and then, and then that bit at the end there that where they switched, yeah, that's just an edit they've done on with, with tape. I'm sure this is the tape era and they, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it works, but it's, it doesn't actually, it doesn't. No, you know, it doesn't, no, it doesn't. It's not, it's just not good. It's just like, what the fuck you guys thinking? how come you could have just, uh, you just, just re- redid it. Like, just, just cut, like punch it back in there and like, just bring everybody back in and just, but I mean, I'm sure, you know, the takes were done and everything was, it was done. It was over. And or, or how about to, this? I, I could, I could, I could fix it, man. I could fix it.
3: How about this? End on that, on that, when you go to double time. Yeah. Have a rip roaring solo and fade out on the solo. Yeah. Yeah. What would have been wrong with that? You know, finish on a bit of a high because when it comes back in and it, again, I mean, my main issue with this song is the lyrics. Again, there's a couple of, you know, melodic choices. Like I said, we're all waiting for. It's it's a just a ball shrivelingly trite fucking, like, you know, those Full House and Three's, Three's Company and all those shitty yeah. sitcom. <laughs> Like It's just like, oh my God, what are you doing? Because musically, musically, the rest of the song, I kind of like a lot of it. I think it's, Interesting, and the you know the 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 chord choices are interesting. And the 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 staccato strings are cool. I think it would have been sounded better with you know back at like with the seventies production aesthetic with Brian playing those. But there's nothing wrong with it structurally. Yeah, it's yeah. just but that that one key that one chord progression where we're all waiting for today is like oh my god that is one of the worst things you've ever written, guys or recorded. It's just dreadful. And the lyrics, actually the lyrics. Anyway, let's let's go through a little bit already. Let's 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 pick this apart a wee bit. <laughs> let's let's try and find a miracle in the miracle. Every drop of rain that falls in the Sahara Desert. Nope, that's just cosmology. Um, yes, all God's right. creation is great and small. Well, that's debatable. The Golden Gate, yeah, that's just mathematics and engineering. Taj Mahal, yep. likewise. Yep. Test G babies being born. Yeah, science, biology. Yes,
2: science! Being... <laughs> science! Mother's,
3: mother's father's dead and gone. That's atrophy. Um... <laughs> That's
0: so just far, strange. no miracles. <laughs> yeah. Not a, a fucking verse one down. Not a single, not a single <laughs> fucking miracle. I mean, he could have brought up uh, water to wine if he wanted. Really, I burning mean, bushes, for, yeah, for burning instance. Burning bushes. I mean, you know.
3: Okay, yeah, well, let's get into verse two then, Randy. Um, yeah, the wonders of this world—the so Hanging Gardens in Babylon. Not exactly sure whether they even existed. You know, there's only some pictorial evidence. But again, that's just that's horticulture, and again, a degree of engineering. Um, yeah. Captain Cook and Cain and Abel. Well, Captain Cook was just a navigator and a, and a seaman.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cain and Abel were they a miracle? They, just, they were just born they weren't just, They they, they <laughs> didn't you know, they didn't do anything they, miraculous. Aren't they Aren't they imaginary too? <laughs> well, I mean,
3: <laughs> well, the short real. answer is yes. The short answer yeah. is yes. They are. Yeah. Um, Jimi yeah. Hendrix, as we established, just a product of biology and Tower of Babel. Yeah. Again, sort of <laughs> mythical, and it would have just been a feat of engineering. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Is the next line, to which I would, yeah. resp- I would, re- I would have had a um a call and response harmony vocal, and they're saying, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or I mean, or or possibly, and I know it doesn't really roll off the tongue, but it's you know, it's unique. You know, like these things are all kind of unique. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't it's, quite work the same.
3: It's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. <laughs> it's, quite it's quite interesting. interesting. <laughs> it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. Did
0: you know? Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, My Lord. favorite thing too is, and I mean, this is just this is just the time, you know. But we're, uh, where where Freddie sings a line, and then he then he talks the same line. <laughs> oh, I mean, I that know. you know it, that can't fall on. We can't blame Freddie for, for no. that because that was a thing that just happened, but. Cheesy, none the fucking yeah. less And also, I think You you, you
3: know, if we're going to be sort of really Ruthless as Queen fans, I think we can blame them a little bit Because this is where, as again We identified, Queen in this era were chasing Trends instead of setting them, which all Through the 70s, they were the guys who everyone was trying to copy Where they just took this weird Diversion to try and sound like Everyone else I'm, I'm not letting this go, Randy, we are going to go through the rest of this um, oh, every okay, leaf, okay. If every leaf on every tree could tell a story That would be a miracle, well it, that one I'm going to give them, actually. Maybe that is because leaves don't—they they lack larynxes. They don't have and if, a means of communication. You know, if
0: it really did happen, then that would it'd be something to fucking be concerned about. Yes,
3: it, it would be more likely a mental condition or a you know hallucination.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: if every child on every street had clothes to wear and food to eat, that's a miracle. Now this is where I'm going to stop being a prick and start. I'm, just, I'm going to make one serious point on this podcast. God damn it, Randy. That's the stuff that really fucking irritates me in sh- in songs like this. Is when we say, "Oh, just imagine if every child and every see had clothes to feet. Well, you know what? They could do it if we had the fucking political and social will to do it. There's no reason at all why we need people who have got six billion dollars in the bank and yet kids are starving. We could sort this out if we wanted to. Singing about miracles isn't the way to fucking do it. It's it's actually call to action. Make people vote properly and hold fucking politicians accountable to their shitty decisions. That's how you deal with this problem.
0: Uh, Sorry <laughs> did you did you hear about? Uh mr elon elon musk he uh, he offered one billion dollars to wikipedia if they changed their name to dickipedia so i mean does that guy should that guy have the amount of money he has should he I, really
3: i don't think that guy should be in charge of his own shoes frankly i mean it is he's a lunatic But you get my point, right? Like it's this. Of course, it's the whole of thing course. about you know we've we've talked about this, and l- lots of our listeners, I'm sure, will be aware that we're me and Randy are both sort of fairly devout atheists. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts and prayers—they they're a waste of time, and they stop people from actually acting. And like I yeah. said, this—that's one of the things that, as yeah. I've got older, and sort of when I listen to this song, it's, it just it rubs me the wrong way for that reason. Apart from all the laughability of it, but yeah, I mean, open hearts and surgery. Again, a lot of really good science being practiced, revised, honed, refined. Sunday mornings with a cup of tea. What's, not a, what's a miracle about that? Yeah. Superpowers always fighting, but Mona Lisa just keeps on smiling. Well, that's because she's fixed in acrylic on canvas. I mean, she just really doesn't have any other option. She's, <laughs> she's a prisoner of anything. I mean, it's, you know.
0: So, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, she's also the least impressive painting in that whole fucking building. I've been through it. Certainly, one of yeah. I mean, one of yeah. Yeah,
3: she. I mean, it. There's reasons why the Mona Lisa is a phenomenal painting, of course. But there is, so, I mean, like I've been to the Rijksmuseum in in Amsterdam, and you know, the Night Watch is. I could have sat in front of that thing for six hours and and just loved every single second of it because that's mm. a painting. The Mona Lisa is a great work, and I think it's one of those things. It's it's by Da Vinci, so it gets a pass. And I just, I'll draw a parallel around. It'll check this for a link. I would say that a lot of Queen fans make excuse for Queen because Freddie is a legend and Freddie was a genius, and I think we sometimes tend to be a little bit forgiving of some of the shite that he sort of yep. put out into the world. And this is one of the songs that I think just shouldn't fucking exist. There's no reason for this song.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it definitely lays on the schmaltz to to the to the nth degree. Gives you a real good, real good, healthy dose of schmaltzorama. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know what? some people fucking love that shit for sure so i'm sh- i'm sure gonna, there's going to be people that say you sons of bitches mhm dare you well you uh, know
3: randy you know w- what we're doing here is we we are criticizing a sentiment the one thing we're all waiting for is peace on earth and an end to war mm-hmm. it's the miracle we need yeah, i mean it's, it's just of course we need peace. Of course we'd like peace on Earth and end to war. But also it's just never going to happen because the Earth is populated by human beings and human beings on average throughout history have tended to be complete pricks to one another. So the time will come one day you'll see when we can all be friends. I'd love to see that happen. You know, I consider myself an uh, an optimistic skeptic. I'd love everything to turn out right. I just don't think on evidence it will, you know.
0: Fair point. Uh... Yeah. Humans have been ripping each other apart for millennia for uh, virtually nothing. So yeah, I don't I'm not sure that Freddy's wish is going to come true uh, as much as I would like for it to happen
3: and man, I mean the number of times this he it, it sings it's a miracle or that's a miracle or the miracle it, it's just it's too much, you know, like it's repetition is a good thing in music and it's a good thing in comedy where you're sort of making sure you build that point and really drive that point home. but I think After the first two or three times you hear about things that aren't miracles and people saying it's a miracle, it loses a bit of that impact. I think you know. So just Mm -hmm. like I said, lyrically this song is one of the worst Queen songs for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Musically, like I said, it's interesting, but I think that it suffers a bit because the drums sound awfully, awfully thin because it's a drum machine. Would have sounded way better with the Rushman. Like I said, that that breakdown when it comes out at the the end there before that weird crossfade, John's that synth bass is that's a great little part, and it would have sounded so good with John playing it
0: yeah so yeah, yeah. It, it it does make you wonder sometimes some of those stylistic stylistic choices that they made then yeah i mean like i said you have to keep in mind this was 1989 yeah and uh you know that bass sound was very popular as i'm sure our uh listeners know because we're all of the of a similar vintage but uh yeah it's but but hindsight isn't it i mean it's just like mm-hmm. oh gosh guys how come you couldn't just but you but know what? Just, In this particular case, but hang on, hang on. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, In this particular case, I, I don't know what would have saved this song <laughs> short of a short of a really good solid rewrite. And yeah. And and maybe like like you're right. Like that that B section, that outro B section before they do that wicked crossfade. Like, why not just call it a day there, boys? It I'm not saying that it well, yeah, it would have made the song better because we wouldn't have had that that bit of shit at the end yeah so but 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 even still that like i don't know like i said it's yet it, it, it all it that's another thing too is people don't like to be preached to right no you have to, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna like preach in some way you have to you know it has to be in some sort of tactful way that people don't feel like they're being preached to and this doesn't really do it right it's it's no it, it you kind of feel like you're sitting in a in a sermon or something and it's you know, it's bono it's not bob dylan it. You, yeah, there you go. sure yeah. sure yeah if you'd like to make that comparison I'd, I'd, I'd go with that yeah <laughs> Um.
3: okay well let's give a bit of a listen to the original take Randy because I want to see like I said I want to once I play it maybe it'll be like oh yeah I remember how this sounded but we'll give it a bit of a listen we won't listen to all of it we'll listen to sort of a little bit of the beginning we'll maybe flip forward a bit and then we'll listen to the ending because apparently this is John's ending that you envisaged so let's give it a little bit of a listen to the collector's edition
2: John are you happy? Yes.
3: It's shorter already before we even started, so I like that.
2: Every drop of rain that falls, Sahara Desert, if at all, it's a miracle. All God's creatures, great and small, the human race and the tides my heart. That's a miracle.
3: we we'll just listen to this folks and we've listened to a bit of it here. This is this arrangement of it, I think, is fucking infinitely better than the the final mix.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Infinitely. It is more interesting already, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Without all those strings or the the synth strings, you can hear John's bass. Freddie's vocals got a it's a bit more raw, and it sounds like he's actually singing the song rather than it's been, you know, a million takes and the be- I don't know. I I just think it sounds like I said, it's still not a great song because the lyrics aren't great, but it, it, it's so much better.
0: Let's uh, let's hear this ending. Or, yeah, wherever you want to go.
1: Today. Today.
3: Yo, that's not great, <laughs> that Oh, there he is. like a video game.
0: It sounds like Pac Man or something. That's oh man, better. the eighties—the eighties were better, the 80s were a rough
3: time sometimes. Right? You know what? I'm not sure John got the the ending any better. No, original, so. no, I'm not sure if it's too much better. Um, yeah, it's a bit video gamey for me. Have you ever seen um, oh, what's the Wreck It Ralph? Yes, yeah. It's almost uh, got that good. sort of glitchy mm. kind of. So there's an artist that I've been listening to, Randy, I think I was telling you about him, who was a guest on my Tom Petty uh, podcast called Ivan Anderson, who does a thing called Cyber Attack, is this, this band project that he did. And he, it's, what he does is it's called Glitch Rock.
2: Listen to her heart. She's gonna listen to her heart. It's gonna tell her what to do.
1: She might need a little of it, but she don't need
3: I'd never heard of and didn't know was a genre, and it's where you sort of, you know, you, you play rock music or pop music, but you add in all sorts of little bits of, you know, like computery esque kind of tones and and bleeps and bloops and all this kind of stuff, and it's really cool when it's done well. And that last little bit here in this version kind of reminds me of it, but just not done very well.
0: Right, <laughs> right. But,
3: I mean, the intro, like the beginning, the first forty-five mm-hmm. seconds, whatever we listen to, it's like, how the fuck did you fuck this up so badly? <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, like I said, man,
0: if if you were in 1989, brain, who knows? Who knows? I just I can't even imagine the the I can't even imagine the 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 pressures and the, and the uh, you know what I mean to sound this way and that way, and you'd be your ears would be constantly be bombarded by this these types of sounds, and so you'd want to incorporate it into your stuff. It's just a, a a a you know the unfortunate problem of existing during that time. I guess uh, so. And that's why. That's why I'm saying. That, yeah, there's so much 80s music where it's just oh, fuck me, you know. Because yeah. some great things were done with it with the Yamaha DX7. Some great things. <laughs> there was some horrible things. Just like any instrument, right? But yeah, but unfortunately, you know, this was, you know, stamped in time. I think you think though, if you think
3: about the like bands who were around at this time who were sort of pop slash rock bands. I said my counter argument to that to a degree would be in excess where in excess were the same type of thing where they they were occupying that space where they were a pop band but they played guitars and they had distorted guitars on some songs and they were like you know michael hutchins was this was a rock star but they got that balance right like they didn't it never
0: in excess doesn't sound that dated today no no i know i know and that's one thing that synths do to you they is they date you and so do so do drum machines yeah Uh, unless you use sounds that are sort of that sort of sound a bit more like a, like a real, a real drum than in, it it dates you less. But no, that's, that's actually a fair point because, uh, in excess did have their own, their own sound that is, is pretty unique to them, which, which doesn't sound quite so plucked exactly straight yeah. from 1989 or, or whatever year you'd like to pick. Right.
3: Yeah. And they were fucking huge. I mean, they were, they played well, we said in, they were a huge stadium, right? Okay. Well, you know we've been through this now, and I think we've picked we've picked a lot of meat off the bones with this song, Randy. Um, as I much meat so. as much meat as we can find. What do you think? So we've had our we've so we have our say. We both um, consigned this to the dustbin, but we're going to put a poll up after we release the episode, and we're going to ask our wonderful listeners. And we do have some of the best listeners in podcasting, by the way. Um, Hang on a second. Oh, easily the best. Easily, easily the best. There we go smoke blown up asses. Mm-hmm. what do you think they're going to say because it, it,
0: you, you voted first today so you're going to guess <laughs> the poll today what do you how do you think this one's going to land okay well fuck me see the thing is i just never know because people say <laughs> oh you know you don't understand the catalog and how the things <laughs> happen when they do and with the pudding pops and the burr, burr, burr. but uh <laughs> i think that people aren't going to fucking like this thing because it's not very good So I think they're going to say, I think they're going to go because everybody's here to listen to Queen. Mm -hmm. And sorry, just before I, just before I say, uh, you brought up such a really great point, Kev, and and I'm sure we've sort of talked and banged around this point, but Queen gets so much latitude because of Mr. Mercury's vocal delivery. He's singing. He gets away with shit that fucking nobody. Else <laughs> no one else. <laughs> so there's gonna still gonna be a lot of people that love, love this because Fred's singing it. So I'm gonna say sixty forty. You think it's gonna come out champion? I do.
1: Oh, I wow. do. I,
0: I well, I just never know. I just don't know. I have no <laughs> fucking idea. You know what I mean? They're they're gonna they'll say oh like I said you know oh fucking Randy I yeah. just don't understand you son of a bitch.
3: Well, I'm gonna go the opposite way to you, mate. I I. I mean, we're also not polling the entire Queen fandom. We're polling that brilliant little community that we've managed to leech into,
0: who are, the of the tend pods.
3: to be a little bit more, yeah, tends to be a little bit more acerbic and a little bit more, you know, a, yeah. a bit more frank and forthright, which I fucking love. Good. I, I think this is going to be a, I think this will bite the dust. Um, I think that nostalgia definitely will carry it for some people. And like I said to you, I was teasing you when I, when I, when I did my vote that, this was a big album for me when I bought it. And I, I I liked this song when I was 17, 18, 19, whenever it was when it came out. 16. I fucking I believed in the, the message that they were trying to get across and that we should all love each other. And you know, totally fell for mm-hmm. all that. But I'm fucking 50 years old now. I can't make excuses for this shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 32, 68. I wow. think this is gonna, I think this is gonna bite the dust, and I think it's gonna bite the dust fairly hard. Now, I can't remember what our lowest. I think it might be Delilah, is still our lowest ranked, which was uh where are we? Well, uh,
1: 2872.
3: Wow. Okay, so that's now yeah. I I think that Delilah is probably a worse song than this in some ways, but it's also a bit of a frivolous it's it's deliberately and intentionally frivolous. This one is deliberately and intentionally trying to be profound, and it just fucking mm. isn't. Mm. Um, mm. other ones we've had low. I can't remember what's the... what's that sorry I said it falls flat, totally falls flat. Heaven for everyone comes in at thirty-three point three. Oh, just... that was <laughs> such a piece of shit. Too. Oh, <laughs> I know, just dreadful. And not uh, even a fucking Queen song. I mean, it's it's a Roger Taylor song. Um, party came back at twenty-one point five. Oh, the, there you go. Sorry, that one's lower than Delilah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: well, I, I, I don't know. You're yeah, you're making yeah. me rethink, man. I don't know. Okay, well, what's yours again? I'll go thirty-two.
3: I'm gonna go thirty-two sixty-eight, and here's what I'm gonna do, Randy. Okay, well, if you will let a rare a rare act of of you know compassion.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna let you change your mind. What do you want to go for? Oh man, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we don't often talk about the heart that this cab guy has. It's it's big, it's huge, it's it's oversized due to lack of exercise. (laughs) If you walk up the stairs real quick, it, it beats uncontrollably. And, uh, you know, but besides that, just a prince of a man. Anyhow, uh, I'll, I'll go 50, 50 then. Fuck it. 50, 50. You're still going, you're still, you're still sitting on the fence. I'm just still going. Yeah. But I mean, it's better than 60, 40. Do you, should I, should I describe how (laughs) your enlarged heart is going to lead to your early death for our listeners?
3: a <laughs> uh, oh. oh, Heart that's a much higher risk of diabetes, of some cancers. Of...
0: <laughs> right now Kevin's toes are numb.
3: <laughs> I I'm I'm smelling burnt toast. That's not a good thing, right? I think that's probably bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's not good, buddy. That's not good. Take the toast out of the toaster.
3: <laughs> oh well I'm going to put a trigger on in this episode now.
0: <laughs> oh fuck me.
3: Yeah, dude. I mean, look, we've chalked another one off the miracle. And it's funny because, like I said, when we came in, we had Breakthrough, I Want It All, Party, which, again, you didn't hate. And it was short, and you thought it was, you know, there's enough in there for you to just nudge it over champion. You didn't give it a, a you know, a roaring champion. No, we should I did say. not. But this album isn't Queen's best album. No, we can say that. And so now we're starting to get into some of the stuff that's not. I want it all, and it's not breakthrough. So yeah, there's a few more songs on this album where you're going to think, "Oh, wow, okay, that's interesting," and this is one. Wow.
0: Yeah, well, that's interesting because uh, yeah, I have definitely this is besides the the big ones like you say. I want it all and breakthrough. Th- like this album is unknown to me, uh, and released in '89, which is interesting because I was a a a young up mm-hmm. and comer then, and if it had made any splash. I would say in North America, especially in the kind of a kind of rocky metal sort of world that at that time I'd have been like on it, like, you know, stink on an ape. But, uh, <laughs> stink, but I, but I, but I didn't stink on an ape. Yeah. How, what yeah. the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, well, apes are stinky. Just well, in case I mean, you didn't know that. <laughs> I'm an ape. Am I stinky, Randy? Fucking yeah, you oh, are. Yeah, wait, no,
3: I very much am. I very much am. Okay. Well, with that in mind, I've got a question for you, Randy. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> this is this your favorite part of the show? The part Thank of the show you. that you feel adds no value at all to the podcast? As a cold, heartless man who doesn't love a ballad and presumably has never loved
0: anyone in his life, um, what's the worst music that you've had on whilst having sex, Randy? The worst music? So we're talking like, we're talking solo sex, Who <laughs> <Are> we talking <laughs> no, we're not talking <laughs> with the <solo a> partner. <laughs> sex. We're not talking
3: autoerotic fulfillment.
0: The worst music I've ever had on. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, you know, there's a there's a there's a very, very real chance that every rose has a thorn was on <laughs> on at some point when I was <laughs> when you when you were doing the Egyptian hieroglyphics with the young <laughs> When yeah, when when things were things were happening so I, it's got to be that i mean i can't think of anything worse than that really too much yeah uh, I, I know we have some guns and roses fans here <laughs> too uh so I, and I, there definitely would have been some funky stuff happening during some you know welcome to the jungle We've, you know that's not a bad song though it's certainly no. not as bad as fucking <laughs> no it's not nearly as bad no no okay so there you go that'll be my answer what's yours kev I think honestly, probably, it's probably Always by Bon Jovi, (laughs) which is another, I
3: mean, a song that as a young man, I used to really, really like that song and thought it was just this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ballad. Bon Goofy. when I go back and listen to it now, it's like, oh my dear God. And that's another one that's like five some fucking minutes long when it does not need to be. There's just simply no need, yeah. There's no need. But I've I've definitely professed undying love to at least one girl uh, during the... The chorus of that song, so that's the one I'll go with. That'd be a good question for our listeners, though. I think it's a better one than you know, better one than chocolate bars up the bottom. right? You know, oh, we can engage a little bit more with this one. So,
0: this, the, you know, what? Listen, in terms of sophistication and class, we've really, really leveled <laughs> it up this week. You know, we're talking about we're talking about a what you <laughs> coitus with a <laughs> shitty song is far better than your favorite brand of chocolate bar to stick up your ass.
1: You know? Oh, I like that question. Jesus,
0: Kevin. <laughs> fuck me. I'm just surprised that no one picks up a penguin. <laughs>
3: it's
0: like we're fucking animals. The Miracle. A miracle it was released. And though it was supposed to have been a group effort on the lyrics, it appears none of them had a dictionary. More proof that four amazingly talented people can still write up a stinker at any time. If I were to title this episode, I'd call it We're Having a Miracle on Earth, or possibly What is a Miracle? We genuinely appreciate your engagement, so you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. I'd like to offer a gracious handshake of respect the hardest-working man in classic rock podcasting, Mr. Corey Morissette, the only guest on the show so far, the father of the -the spin-the-wheel format, purveyor of casting pods across the globe, and an all-around wonderful person. You can find Mr. Morissette on, and the podcast will rock, Backtrack's Aerosmith Revisited, Backtrack's Theme Music, and The Ultimate Catalog Clash with our very own Kevin Brown. Tell you what, guys, we'll be back with you next week to chat about Queen.
1: Brand new angle,
2: highly commendable. Seaside Partners you. Part you. Give us a kiss, Kevy. Seaside Partners You. I'm just a
1: musical prostitute, my dear.